you know, going into this Saturday, I don't think they're going to be able to pull it off. I mean, it, it shocked me. That's Well, here we go. It's last play of the game here. If they don't do it now, nothing's going to happen. Back in the pocket. Looks, looks, fires. Oh, my God, he caught it. He caught it. 10, 5, touchdown. This is Saturdays in the States. Hello, everybody, and welcome to uh, another episode here of Saturdays in the States. Uh, the good thing about where we are in the season is that all of the paid games are over. They're all over. From here on out, it's conference play. It's You will never have weeks where all the teams, you know, are, are big Power 5 conferences are guaranteed to win. That's all over. From here on out, it's conference play, and from here on, we're going to start to see who are the contenders and who are not. Uh, in college football, it's it, you know Alabama's gonna start entering SEC play, same as LSU, same as Georgia. Ohio State's gonna do it. Iowa's going to do it. Oregon's going to do it. Every, every Power Five team, it starts now. It starts now. So any preconceived notion that you had, if your team's three and one up to up to this point, four and one up to this point, undefeated at this point, this is when we're next week is gonna and going forward is gonna we're gonna start to see okay, we're gonna separate the men from the boys. We're gonna see what teams can actually win every week consistently against their conference opponents and can prevail through hard times. I would say this past weekend, this past Saturday, was an example of uh, how to attain success. I feel like you saw various levels of success at the collegiate level with football. And I want to go through each one of them. First, you have Wisconsin at Northwestern. Wisconsin didn't play a great game. They didn't. They played a hard Big Ten, you know, game where it was three yards in a cloud of dirt, and that was about it. And it was seven to three. And the one thing that, you know, kind of, you know, broke the, the camel's back was the blitz fumble recovery in the end zone um, by Wisconsin uh, that when they sent that, that linebacker that blitz off the court on his blind side. He, the quarterback didn't even see it. That was the spark that ignited the defense and the offense to play a lot harder. And then they had the pick six going the other way uh, on, on, on the, either the next drive or another drive after that. Um, and it just goes to show you that even though you may not win big going forward from here on out. You can still win. I wanted <clears throat> one of the things I really wanted to um, uh, talk about this episode is the state in which we live in, in terms of technology and success. We live in an era where everything comes to us faster than ever before. We live in an era where all the knowledge we can gain is at our fingertips. Anything you could learn at a college or at a university, you can gain online. You might have to pay for it, you might not, but it's there. There's tons of YouTube tutorials on it. No matter what you learn in school or in academia, it's out there online. Anything you learn in the business world, some of it, there's a good portion of stuff that does come from experience, and that is extremely crucial. But I'm just trying to uh, bring uh, the point home as to how a lot of the stuff that you used to have to, you know, get in your car and go to the library and find the right book or, you know, know somebody who knew somebody who had done it, that's over. That is over. Today's age, today's day and age, it is faster than ever in terms of getting information. The fact that I can talk to all of you uh, simply by going on Amazon and ordering something and it coming, you know, a f two days later, a day later, and me getting set up and starting that same process of starting a podcast within that week, that's fast. 
the way businesses work, it's faster. Me right now, if I wanted to, I could work on starting a company and next month have it up and running. That's that's a real possibility. That is how fast it is going on today. But here's the one thing that will stay consistent. This is the one consistency. It doesn't matter if it is business, if it is life, if it is sports, whatever it is, is that it is hard to be good at whatever it is you're doing. If you want to have a successful college football program, it is going to take a lot of work and determination. And that is what was on display Saturday all across the nation, whether it was Baylor or whether it was Clemson, okay? It's hard, and it's not pretty. That's the other thing that I think a lot of us um, overestimate. When we think of a team that goes undefeated, we think of beating every single individual opponent by 30 points or more, and that's not the case. If anything, I would rather take a team that... I would rather take a team that had a pretty decent winning margin throughout the season, but definitely had a few games that could have gone against their favor. I would rather pick that team because that's the team that I know has been in the rough situations. It's hard when you're beating opponents by 20, 30 points consistently every week. It's hard to to win in those close games, because you've never been there. If you go 11, 12, 13 weeks with consistent double-digit wins, and then the big game comes and the whole pressure's on you, and nothing's going right, you may be up by three points. You may be losing. You haven't ex- experienced that adversity all season. What are you? What are you going to do? And that will be the determination as to how good your coaching is, how good your team is. It's it, being able to do the little things right in the most dire of circumstances will add up. It's very true. I think Wisconsin emulated that clearly Saturday. They were not good Saturday. They weren't. But they found a way, and it was one play, and then it was another. By no means, everyone's going to look at that score and think, and they're going to think at face value that it was not close. When in actuality, it was close all the way to the fourth quarter. It was very close all the way to the fourth quarter. And, you know, Wisconsin had to, had to really stick it out to the very end. What about Clemson? Clemson, they're the number one team in the nation. They should have beaten North Carolina by 40 points. As of right now, North Carolina has the exact same wins this early in the season that they did all of last season. They only won two games last season. And as of right now, they are sitting on two wins with plenty of more games that they could possibly win. I, 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 if, you, if you line that up, you should think, okay, Clemson's going to win this game by 35, and then they're going to call it a day, and it's going to be over by halftime, and they're going to put the reserves in. And that did not happen because... Uh, you had Dabo Sweeney on one side, and then you had a legendary Mac Brown on the other, who knows how to coach success. He won arguably the greatest college football game ever played against USC. Him, he did that. He doesn't have to be on the sideline with these players. He doesn't have to do that. He wants to do that. That's something that brings him joy. One of the things that he always they always talk about is when he took this job, he wanted it to be fun. He felt that in his last few years at Texas, it was surviving every week. It was surviving. Here, he just wants it to be fun. He wants these players to be fun. He wants the coaching experience to be fun. Now, don't get me wrong. He wants to win. I can't, I can't stress that to you enough. He wants to win. But you, 
you, you cannot mistake that this is a man who has knows what success is, and he's done it. Dabo Sweeney's done it. Those two coaches that faced against each other Saturday down in North Carolina, those are two extremely successful coaches that will go in the College Football Hall of Fame. No question. No question at all. And that game also goes to show you how one, it's, there's a saying in business, and it's you're either disrupting the market or you're being disrupted. And that's how it is with anything. If you want to be successful in college football, you're either hunting for the next thing or you're constantly being hunted. And you have to constantly be on edge and stay uh, stay focused on the goal. And that was, that was the dichotomy that you had in that game with Clemson and North Carolina. <clears throat> Sorry about my cough today. You had that dichotomy. You had Clemson that was trying to win again. They were trying to do things right again. And then on the other side, you had Mac Brown, who really, he took in a program that isn't good at college football. It's not. North Carolina is not known for their college football. And Mac Brown is coaching those players up. If you want to know and see on the field determination and players buying into their coach, there are two teams that I recommend you watch this season. It is the Kansas Jayhawks and it is the North Carolina Tar Heels. And that's really ironic that they're both predominantly basketball schools. That's very uh, surprising. It is. But you see them playing with uh, under less miles, and you see them playing under Mac Brown, and you see the determination that they had. That game uh, epitomized a lot of things about success. On one end, you had North Carolina, who was working their tails off the entire game. They were doing things right. They were scrapping and clawing for that victory. And then you had Clemson, who they didn't play great. They didn't play great at all, and they were also scrapping and clawing, but not for reasons that that we, we associate with them. They were struggling. It wasn't easy for them. And that's going to be something going forward. I predicted Clemson to lose at least one game, but it wasn't against North Carolina. The two teams that they've already faced, they've already beaten, and those are the teams that I thought they were going to lose to. I thought it was going to be Texas A&M was one, and I thought the other one was going to be, um, oh shoot, who was it? I just can't think right now. But it was those the two teams that I thought they were going to lose to, they've already beaten pretty easily. So I think at this point, Clemson is starting to realize, okay, it's a consistency thing. You have to keep doing it every single day. It's the, they're, they're starting to realize how it's not the big plays. It's the little things doing everything right. Their offensive linemen were called for offsides a ton of times, a ton of times. It was very uncharacteristic for that Clemson team to do that. You, you, it, it goes to show you the difference between attaining success and hunting success. That's the dichotomy you saw in that field today. You saw a North Carolina team that was driven, that was focused, and even though they were not favored, I think, I don't know, they're at least the 17 points they were they were underdogs by, if not more, they almost won. It all came down to one two-point conversion. I mean, it, we're sitting here right now saying that Clemson survived, whereas it could have been the difference of one play saying, Wow, Clemson needs to go back to the drawing board and really rethink their coaching for the rest of the season. They won't make the playoff if they can lose to a North Carolina team. What's going to happen when they face Bama? Oh my goodness. But no, the, 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 script, the script is flipped when they won, and they say, wow, they persevered. They have work to do, but they were w- able to win those tough games. Success is an is a, is a evolutionary thing, but it, it, you know, within the evolution of success onto your own team... It's constant no matter who's doing it. So even though you're going through the evolution of success with uh, North Carolina, 
the same evolution process, evolutionary process happening at Kansas, where they're doing the little things right. They're they're doing their reads. They're they're getting bigger, faster, stronger. Getting their football IQ higher. It's it's such an interesting topic. Just success was so interesting to watch this past Saturday. I I, I will tell you this. North Carolina will be a threat in the ACC these coming years. I guarantee you that this is going to be circled on their calendar for next season. And Mac Brown, who, by the way, is a Hall of Fame caliber coach, is going to talk to his players, and he's going to circle that one up, and that's going to be the driving force. And I know that they're going to, they're, they have at least four wins in them. They have at least, they're at two wins. They can get at least four more. I guarantee you that. We'll see him in a postseason bowl game. It won't be a pretty one, but he'll, Mac Brown will do what he came to do, and that's win ball games. Guarantee you next year they'll probably win eight or nine. After that, who knows? He'll get his players in there. He'll he'll know what to do. But it, nothing scarier than a man with complete autonomy and freedom to to do what he wants and have fun with it. I mean that's that's the scary thing about about North Carolina. But I, I success was just the theme of Saturday, and that's going to be the theme going forward these next few Saturdays. Um, next week Michigan has Iowa. And, you know, Michigan had this tune-up game against Rutgers. They beat him pretty handedly. Th- that was, you know, a good rebounding game after a pretty, you know, de- you know crippling loss against Wisconsin. But they're going to have to work really hard. And so is Iowa. Iowa isn't like a juggernaut team, but they're good. It's going to be a challenge. It's going to be a really good Big Ten battle. But that's going to be one of those games that I talked about going forward where <clears throat> we're going to see who is a contender and who is a pretender. And my money is on Iowa. If I'm Iowa, I'm undefeated. Uh, we're developing as a team. Our last game against Middle Tennessee State um, was just good. We, you know, it wasn't a trap game. We took it um, like like business as usual, and um, we we got better. If I'm if I'm Iowa, I'm realizing we got better, and there's no reason why we shouldn't beat Michigan. There's no reason why. And if they lose, it's not like they had anything. You know, they had any expectations. I guarantee you, Iowa won't be favored in that game because it's the pedigree. And Jim Harbaugh and his Michigan team realize that the pressure's on them. They have to win. They have to. If Iowa loses, it's not a big deal. If Michigan loses, then it's a really big deal. Then it's huge. I mean, people are already kind of talking about, you know, Harbaugh's, uh, you know, possible getting fired at the end of this season. I wouldn't go that far. I mean, it's not looking good for him, but I'd give him at least one more year. But it's going to be interesting. That's going to be another game where we're going to – a pivotal moment in the Big Ten where, okay, is Iowa legitimate? Is Michigan legitimate? Let's see which coaching staff can coach their players players better. And my money's on Iowa. I think Iowa, um, no one's paying attention to them. No one is is caring. Um, uh, this weekend, people will start to care. I think if they beat this Michigan squad, they, they will be given a lot more respect and attention. But as of right now, it's all going to be talking about Michigan. It's all going to be about how this is Harbaugh's to lose. This is Michigan's game to lose. It's not Iowa's game to win. It's Michigan's to lose. That's that's what we got there. So, I wanna I wanna go into the other segment. Uh, so, if you're new here to Saturdays on the States, welcome. One of the things that we do is we pick a college football team to follow the entire season. It doesn't matter if they go 0-11 or 11-0 or whatever. That is our team. We're sticking with them through and through. And this year's team in the inaugural year of Saturdays in the States, it is Nebraska. I know, right? Jeez. Come on. 
we have to realize something. This point last season, they were 0-5. 0-5. At that point, it looked like Scott Frost was the worst coach in the nation. If you can't get at least one win. Now, we're 3-2, and two, and we just got the tar beaten out of us by Ohio State. Because, here's the deal. Nebraska wants to be what Ohio State is right now. But what people don't realize is in this age of fast-paced technology is that success takes time. It takes time, and it's not easy to attain. And that was put on display against Ohio State and Nebraska. Success, it, it takes failure. That's the thing that people, that people think failure and success are two separate things. No, failure aids success. You only get successful by failing and screwing up and not knowing what you're doing. And that was very evident Saturday night. Nebraska had no idea what they were doing. Scott Frost did. Coach Frost and his, and his staff, they're, they're amazing. They are great. I, if I'm any Nebraska fan, I looked at last night, and I just take a deep breath, and I go, you know what? It happened, and we're just going to have to move forward. Because you can't. it's not like you, you lost by you know last-second two-point conversion like, like North Carolina. No, you got the tar beat out of you within the first quarter. Like, it was over at the end of the first quarter. It, it just was. So I'm just saying, be patient. It's going to be fine. Look at where you are now. Look where we are now. We have three wins under our belt. Last year, we had zero at this point. We have at least three more wins. I can see this team winning five more games. Eight and four is not out of reach for this team. Now, did they win that bowl game? I don't know. The good part about where they are in this season is that Nebraska, there's there's two things that stick out with Nebraska as of right now that are evident and that need to get better. One of them, which will just take time, you can't, you can't coach this one, is just experience. Nebraska's players are young. I'm, they're, they're inexperienced. They've never been on that big of a stage. And Ohio State's players, they'd been there. That, that was like another Saturday night primetime game for them. They, they were well coached. That coaching staff had been there before at Ohio State. That coaching staff had not been there at Nebraska. Scott Frost had been there um, you know, at, UC, at UCF, but maybe you know, some of his other coordinators maybe had not. You know, it's just, that's a time thing. The center was a converted, for, the center for Nebraska as a freshman, he was converted to tight end. That in itself uh, kind of shows you where they're at. But youth is a, th- is a problem that Scott Frost is going to have to deal with these coming years. But give it time. It's fine. It's okay. Just, it's, it's better. I, I think it's better to know what's wrong than to kind of avoid to assume everything's okay because when you know what's wrong you immediately know what to fix and where you need to get better at and that's why losing's okay don't get me wrong winning is the ultimate goal you want to win no matter what win win or nothing but if you lose it's not the end of the world you just learn something about yourself you can mess up you learn something and you know nebraska learned that they have a lot of youth and inexperience the other thing is turnovers. I guarantee you if those first two turnovers do not happen, it is a completely different ball game. There was one point where they were down 14 to nothing, and they were running that vintage Nebraska offense with the counter option and the rollouts, and it was going flawlessly. And then they threw the ball, and they turned it over. That is something that is going to have to be addressed, and that's something that's going to have to be coached and fixed immediately because you can't play at a high-level uh and turn the ball over. You can't do that. That's not how college football works. That's not how basketball works. That's not how any other sport 
works. You can't make silly errors like that. That was very sloppy quarterback play, and that is something that will have to be addressed. It was it was pathetic in a sense. Some of the throws that were that were being made. Now the one, the second one where it was thrown, it was tipped and it just you know landed in his in his lap there. Yeah, tough break, but still, it's it's frustrating. Uh, you know, going into the game, they were, had the second most turnovers in, in, in the nation. I don't know if they moved it up to first, if they're still at second. Bottom line is it's a horrible statistic that needs to get fixed. Youth and turnovers. That's it. Youth and turnovers. Next year, that youth thing will get better. The turnover thing will get better week by week. But it's something that's the more severe of the two. It, it just is. Um, but it, it just... It went to show you that Nebraska now has a target as to where they want to be. They want to be as good as Ohio State. It's very evident. All the fans in that stadium thought that their team could hang with Ohio State, and Ohio State went in there and said, nope, we have this ranking, and that doesn't mean anything, and we're going to beat you by this amount of points, and the nation better be scared. And I'm guaranteeing you, everybody in the South, you better be scared. If you're Clemson, if you're LSU, if you're Georgia, if you're Alabama, I would be very, very, very scared of Ohio State. I'd be worried because they look good. Now, provided up to this point, they haven't really faced tremendous talent, even given that with Nebraska, that's to say here on the podcast, but they have played in the big environment now. They play because you got to realize when when a Memorial Stadium in Lincoln, Nebraska is rocking in a big time game, that's hard. And to make X amount of people just go quiet and and, you know, and win at that high of a level in that type of environment, that's not easy. Now, now playing that inferior type talent kind of helps and playing, you know, lesser talent kind of helps. But that that kind of goes to show you their mentality was they went into that game 100 percent business and took care of it. Success is silent. Success is going on the road. Success is is what Ohio State did. Success is going on the road into a hostile environment and shutting the door, breaking the door down and taking what's yours. That's that is what success was. And it was very evident there that Ohio State knew what they had to do. I can see Ohio State I, honestly right now I'd put them at number 2. I would. I I'd have them jump. I mean, they just looked impressive. They looked out there with like like they went out to kill, man. They looked good. I don't know what else I can say. They they looked complete. You know, people kind of thought with transition of coaches, with some of the players going, you know, it was going to be kind of a down year for them, whatever that means to some people. No, they look like they they only got better, which is hard to say because Urban Meyer is is once in a generation coach. He's one of the best to ever do it. One of the smartest people with a great football IQ. But going from um from one coach to the other at Ohio State, it looks like the they've only gotten better, and that's just scary to say. That's so f- just scary to say. It really is. And what's interesting is both of those coaches, you know, they at one point worked with Chip Kelly. They both did. Um, so j- just to kind of see the the uh, that play out, you know, kind of everything's connected, that's pretty cool. I don't know what that means in this sentence I'm making, but that that Ohio State team looks scary. I would be just terrified if I had to face them. And and here's the deal. I'm going to so two of my predictions are out the window. One of them I said Clemson is not going undefeated. I think they will. Uh they may they may lose one game, but that's the thing is at this point I can't even predict where that next loss is going to come. Um so at this point I can say that's one of my first preseason predictions that is wrong. 
See, that's the thing. Unlike some people, I know that I mess up. I'm predicting that I'm wrong. So, uh, yeah, Clemson, you're going to probably go undefeated, more likely than not. Number two, I don't see Michigan beating Ohio State. I don't see Michigan beating Ohio State. I know I said at the beginning of the season, I even said I was going to say Michigan's going to make the playoff. That's not going to happen. Michigan's going to face Ohio State, and it may be close for a quarter or a half, but at some point the switch is just going to turn on, and Ohio State's just going to be like, all right, Michigan, you had your fun. You, you did your little drawing. Now we're going to hit you in the mouth. We're going to pick you up, then we're going to hit you in the mouth again, and we're going to shut you up. And that is how the game is going to go this this year um, against Michigan and Ohio State. And then Ohio State, um, I can see them making the playoff. Uh it all depends on who comes out of the West. If Wisconsin comes out of the West, that's a that's a scary matchup. That is a, that is a primetime Big Ten title game, Ohio State and Wisconsin. Because Wisconsin also, in the Big Ten, has just uh, a, a, enough of a chance, I feel, to make the playoff as well. They really do. Um, so not now, but later in the season, the Big Ten is going to start to experience what the SEC is going to start to go experience here. There's a lot of ranked teams in the SEC, a lot of undefeated teams in the SEC, and that's the beautiful part about conference play and undersighting who is a more successful team and who can separate themselves is because you face each other. You have the undefeated LSUs facing the undefeated Georgias, and they're going to clash, and they're going to see who comes out on top, and that is how the SEC is going to cannibalize itself. The Big Ten is going to do the same thing with Ohio State, Mich- with Ohio State um, Iowa, Wisconsin, uh, you know, Michigan State, Michigan, those these ranked teams of these conferences are going to face each other, and they're going to see, okay, oh, you have that number by your name? We have this number by our name. Let us hit you and see if you retort or if we can hit you again and you can f- and you'll fall down. That's just how it's going to go. And that's the beautiful part about going forward that this season is all that happy crap of beating FCS teams by 50 points is over. Now is when big boy football starts. This is when, like I've been saying, success will be seen on the field. We're going to see, is Baylor successful or are they not? Is Iowa successful or are they not? These undefeated teams are going to start to be put through the ringer known as conference play. We're going to see it play out and it's going to be glorious. I can't can't wait for it. I I can't. It's going to be awesome. And, And next week it only gets better. Um... Uh, I'll 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 tell you right now. Um, it's not going to be easy for 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 these teams. I, I I'm still a little bit um, hesitant on Alabama though. But again, we'll see. We'll see. Uh, as of right now, me giving you this podcast, the Week Six coaches poll just released. Okay, so from twenty five to twenty, we have Oklahoma State, Memphis, Michigan State, Virginia. Texas A&M, and Wake Forest. Wake Forest is another undefeated school, and they're put at 20th. That is quite a bit of respect. They could have easily been put at like 25th or 24th just because they're tiny and you don't know about them, but that is respect that they're getting from the coaches' poll. Is that 20th? Good for them. Uh, from uh, 19 to 15, you have UCF, Michigan, Utah, Washington State, and Boise State. From 14 to 11, you have Iowa, Oregon, Texas, Penn State. So that's interesting. Even though Iowa beat Middle Tennessee State, the pollsters realized how that was kind of a paid game and I was supposed to win that game and they did their job and that wasn't anything flashy. I mean, not a lot of teams above them lost, but still, that just kind of goes to show you that the paid games don't matter anymore. It's now going to see, okay, can you beat the Wisconsins? Can you beat the Michigans? Let's see. From 10 
to six, you have Notre Dame, Wisconsin, Florida, Auburn, and LSU. And then our top five in the coaches poll. This is the coaches poll that just got released like a minute ago. Ohio State, Oklahoma, Georgia, Clemson, and then Alabama's number one. And Alabama did what number one teams do, and they beat Ole Miss by 40 points or 20 points. or how I don't know. I just knew they won big because that's just the standard that they set there at Alabama. That's their level of success. Um, that's going to be interesting that this week uh, – you know we have some big time games. Probably the most, the notably one is number fourteen ranked Iowa versus 18, 18th ranked Michigan. This is a game where if Iowa beats Michigan, Iowa's gonna gonna move up in the poll, and Michigan's gonna fall. They're gonna fall far. That's gonna be a really big game. That's interesting. That's interesting that Alabama. Uh, uh, jumped Clemson. I will say this, I was a little bit uh, surprised in how uh, they they didn't give Ohio State the respect at five. I would put them at least in top three. I put them at three at the very least. I, uh, that was, a, that was something that I kind of, I wasn't too keen on the pollsters with that, but again, that's just how they viewed the, the games this weekend, and uh, going forward, uh, they will adjust it accordingly. So now we're going to go forward to uh, next week's games. We have Kent State versus Wisconsin. I think you can do the math on that. Purdue and Penn State. Purdue is struggling right now, especially yesterday with the game that they had and you know the bad uh, pass interference calls. They are struggling right now. They need to find themselves, and I don't think this game is going to help them. I don't. Uh, so that'll be uh, – that's a sad thing to say about Purdue. I really like Purdue, but uh, I can see Penn State winning that pretty handedly. Iowa and Michigan. This is a game I've been talking about for quite um, c- quite some time. Uh, I think that it. Uh, I think that it'll it'll be a, a big boy game. It'll see okay who can who can who can win who can win. Let's see. So uh, you have UCF at Cincinnati. I see UCF having no trouble with that game at all. They've rebounded gloriously from the loss because like I said losing is a part of being successful I know four and one doesn't look as pretty as five and oh but now UCF knows what they needed to fix and I think that they're going to implement that going forward LSU and Utah State my goodness Oklahoma and Kansas all right Kansas here's the deal I think that they will score 21 points but I think Oklahoma is going to score 70 that's all I'm going to say there Kansas State and Wisconsin, that's pretty pitiful. Um, Auburn and Florida. I've said this a lot. I think Florida is the Michigan of the SEC because they have the name and the pedigree. And I think that this game, this is going to, I hope for a great game with this. Ninth ranked uh, Florida versus seventh ranked Auburn. This is going to be a game. I think Auburn's going to pull it out, and I say that just because I think Auburn being tested early in the season with Oregon and that last come uh, t- touchdown, last second touchdown from from Bo Nix, which was legendary, might I add you. Um, I think that'll just give them enough to push them over the edge because they've already been pushed that uh, that hard that early in the season. 
push to the edge that early in the season where that's going to give him just a slight edge. I understand that it's at Florida and that's going to make it hard. It's going to be a hostile environment. Florida's favored by six, but I see Auburn just pulling this out and just, you know, it's going to be hard. That's a true freshman going on the road at a hostile Florida environment. I just think that Auburn as a team meshes better together than Florida. So I'm giving that one to Auburn. Bowling Green and Notre Dame. All right. Uh, Texas and West Virginia. Texas. Uh, Baylor and Kansas State. Kansas State obviously uh, uh, reeling from a loss. Baylor coming off just a really fun and exciting win uh, over Iowa State. I think Baylor can pull this one out. I think Baylor's going to shock a lot of people. They're going to move to 5-0. and um, I don't think they're going to go undefeated. You know, they're going to face some pretty great talent in their conference, but the direction in which that program is going is very happy and satisfying. I am very impressed. And their coach came from Temple. You know, he had a, he had a really good uh, gig there at Temple, doing amazing things there. Not surprised with the work that he's put in. He, You can tell that when he coaches about it, he cares about the game and his players and success. So I hats off to Baylor. I think they win that. Georgia and Tennessee, I think that's going to be very ugly for Tennessee. Michigan State and Ohio State, uh, this is like a primetime game for ABC. I think Ohio State's going to just blow them out. I don't see this game. I, I, I just don't, and it's at Ohio State. It's not even at Michigan State. I don't even know. I think Ohio State's going to beat them by 20. There, I said it. Cal and Oregon. This is one of those games where it is a, you know, separate the boys from the men type of game. You have 3-1 and one Oregon versus 4-1 and one Cal. Um, it's it's a seven o'clock game. This uh is going to be where okay you're projected to be number one overall in the draft. Prove it. These are the games that you prove it. You already failed your first test against Auburn. Show it here. Be a leader. And Cal, Cal, I think at this point is just you know they're four and one. They're having a great season again. Maybe that loss can kind of help them kink uh, uh iron out some wrinkles. Maybe. You never know, but it, it'll be interesting. So we'll see. I, I think it'll be close, but if I'm Oregon, I'm thinking, all right, you we have this quarterback that's supposed to be the, the next big thing. Show it to us. For the love of God, show it to us. Um, Boise State, UNLV, do the math. And then Washington and Stanford. That uh, uh That's going to go to Washington pretty handedly. Washington coming off of a big win against USC. Uh, I... I, I I'm excited where things are going this season. I'm really excited. I think we're going to see a lot of dichotomy and a lot of separation within the SEC of all these ranked teams, but they're going to start cannibalizing each other. So even, you know, SEC's hail is this amazing conference. Okay, well, what is the best of the best in the SEC? That's why I think that these teams are going to have so much foot. By the time, like, LSU and Georgia face Alabama— because um, somebody brought it up to me, like, how can Georgia face LSU if they're in the, you know, I think they're going to face in the SEC title game. That's just my early prediction, and I think Georgia's going to win that. But um, getting back to my point, by the time those really good teams face Alabama, they're already going to have a ton of footage on these receivers. Their players are going to be well in season condition to know, okay, this is the type of level that I've been playing at to attain this level of success. But if we want to be the man, we have to beat the man. So I'm going to have to bring it up to an 11 or a 12 when I face them. And it's going to be great. It's going to be fun, um, entertaining entertaining games. I'm not going to lie. This this week's uh, primetime game on ABC, that's going to be kind of a joke. Um, I think it's going to be good for Ohio State. It's going to give them a lot more um, um, national respect and recognition. But I think, by and large, uh, we can predict that Michigan State's going to run out of that thing with uh, 
with a 27, 14 to 21 point victory. I will say that the two games that are bigger than that, though, during the day is Auburn and Florida and Iowa and Michigan. Because those are two, those are four teams that are all wanting the same thing. And we're going to see who wants it more. Do you really want it, Michigan? Is Harbaugh is yelling and screaming, going to beat the quiet man, the dean of college football? We'll see. I don't know. It, uh, God, oh, it's so fascinating, though. Ah, oh, love it. Anyway, thank you all for listening so much. I know I kind of went on a rant here and there. It wasn't that structured. I kind of felt that that was the, the, the word to best describe this past weekend of games was all of these coaches and players are looking to attain success. It's just how do they get it and how do you attain it? And, and it, it shows on the field. The eye in the sky don't lie. Um, Obviously, I'm going to be uh, uh, finishing this before the AP poll is released, which is going to be the big one. So off of there, we are going to see, does Ohio State get the respect? If I'm the if I'm them, I'm putting Ohio State at three. I'm putting them behind Alabama and Clemson, but I'm putting them at three because that was just a scary win that they had. That was, oh boy, that was that was something else. I my word, but it's okay, Nebraska fans. We're fine. Real quick before I want to go, I just want to see um, what we got going on next uh, for Nebraska. Um, let's see here. We have Northwestern. Uh, that's going to be a big game. Uh, as we know, Northwestern is a very talented team here. Uh, they almost beat Wisconsin, but I think that uh, we need to lick our wounds fast here at Lincoln, and we need to move forward. And that's going to be seen. Again, it's going to be one of those moments where, okay, we were hit and we're wounded. What do we do? Do we move forward or do we, you know, fall back even further? I don't think so. I think that Coach Frost is going to, you know, say, all right, it's behind us, whatever. Let's just learn from it. You know, he doesn't believe in yelling, which is a very unique thing to do, but he doesn't believe in yelling at players. It's a very calm, subdued attitude. And I think that uh, he's going to really push his players um, to to win this game this week against Northwestern. So uh, anyway, we'll see. Um, for those who have been listening to the podcast recently, thank you so much. This is a ton of fun. Uh, I really love uh, love college football. Please hit me up on Twitter at APParker01. If you have any questions, comments, you want to um, pose a discussion, I can maybe bring it up on the next podcast. Um, but again, to those of you who have been tuning in uh, every week, thank you so much. And here is to another great uh, week of um, discussion in, a, in, in what we hope is a big week in um, uh, and, uh, God, just spit it out, seeing who is successful and who isn't. Anyway, thanks for listening.